Yes, it's the Finnish Football Show. Thanks for joining episode 26 of the Finnish Football Show. It's taken us three and a half years to get to episode 26. I'm Mark Wiltshire, joined as always by Mark Hayton. Hi, Mark. All right. And by Keke. Hi, Keke. Hello. And by Ridge. Hi, Ridge. How are you? Hello. Very good, thank you. How are you? Very. I'm very well. And as we decided last time, we're not from anywhere other than the Finnish football show. Yes, that's right. Uh, this is like our third show in about 45 days. The pace that we're pumping these things out is quite something uh, in, in comparison to previous months and years. So uh, let's see if we can keep this up. Um, this episode is live on Podbean. If you're listening live and no one is at the moment, then... Uh, remember, it allows listeners to call into the show. So if you have something to say about Finnish football and you want to call in, give it a try. Um, somebody tried last week while we were in the middle of something and it wasn't possible to answer straight away. So maybe if you want to call in, make a little message on the, um, on the chat in the middle of the screen there and let us know you want to call in. And I'll, I'll reply and then we'll, we'll invite you to, to come join us. Um, Somehow, Rich, you are showing twice, so I've removed one of you. Rich, are you still there? Yes, I am. Hello. Yes. Okay. Good. So we're all we're all in, and there's a space for uh, another person should somebody want to join us. Um, we now have like, last time we did this, we had eleven followers on Podbean. Now we have thirty-seven. These numbers are going up through the roof. So uh, keep it keep it going, and let us know let us know that you're out there, and let us know what you have to say about Finnish football. Um, if you're not listening live. We still want your input, so podcast listeners use social media to get in touch with us with your feedback. Uh, Mark, we're, we're doing all of this under the Finnish Football Show, but we're keeping our own uh, Twitter handles that people are familiar with. So Mark is at FC Suomi. Uh, I am at Explore Finland. Uh, there's at Keke Muleri, and there's at Escape to Suomi, the return of the Escape to Suomi. Um, You'll also find the Finnish Facebook, the Finnish Facebook show, the Finnish football show, Facebook. We have a new page which is connected to the group. The page works in, in different ways to the group. So we started that up. But if you go to search for Finnish Facebook, um, you'll find the page and you'll also find a link to the group and uh, ask to join. We'll let you in and, uh, and we can keep the conversation going when the show is not, not on the air. Um, so... This week, I think we'll um, we'll recap the end of the Veikkaus Liga season. In episode 25, we kind of previewed the final few games where everything was up for grabs um, and, and playoff games were coming as well. Um, we'll discuss who won those European places, the promotion and relegation between the leagues. Um, we'll also have regular features like Yasil Lasipuli, I think, and following, but surely... There's only one place to start this week. And that was with last week's games for the, the Finnish national team, the Hulkeat against Liechtenstein in Greece. So, without further ado, let's start the first half. Okay, we're in, chaps. So, um, it was quite something last week, wasn't it? Let's give the... Let's give the, the let's go through it match by match rather than hitting everyone with all the stats to begin with. So... 
Friday, 15th the 11th, Finland 3. It's a date that goes down in history. I heard that sound. Um, Finland Finland 3, Liechtenstein 0. Um, and it had it had quite an impact. Who wants to explain what that that result meant for the Finnish national team? Should be someone who was there, surely. Mark? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. What does it mean? I, I, what does I, it mean? I thought you were bursting with enthusiasm, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was, I was sort of spent. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if we could, we can quite actually believe it still. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm still pinching myself. But I mean, we were all so we met up. I mean, I guess the first thing is we met up with Kefir before before the game, and we were all pretty confident. But there was that still sort of that thing in the air that like it could still we could still find a way to to, to screw it up. Um, but but it was it was unbelievable. I mean, I don't know. Like if you're the, if you want to talk about the feeling and the emotion, like just the, the the running the pitch at the end with the whole crowd just storming it. It was it was raucous. I, I, I you know I don't think I've ever been. The stadium was packed itself, and I think for the vast 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 majority of the game, the crowd was singing. You know, like. Basically every minute, every 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 second, because because it was a good game. Like on the pitch, it was we dominated it, so there was a lot of reasons to sing. Um, but it was such a brilliant atmosphere, and it was such a brilliant day, such a brilliant game. I, it is, I can't believe I sort of can't believe that nothing went wrong. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I think we've I think we've all um, we've all seen it happen many times before. Was it the Iceland game, like maybe two and a half years ago, where things oh. seemed to be going well, and then there were. A late equaliser and an even later uh, winner for Iceland, and it was it was gutting at the time. Um, but you're right; I think we were confident going into this game. Of course, winning three 0 or winning anything meant that Finland qualified for Euro 2020, the first time Finland has qualified for any major competition. Um, you you gave us some. The, the, the passion was still there. Mark, we'll come. We'll come back to you in a minute. But, but Keke, you were also there. I was. It, the this whole, was your first home game. It was my first home game. What what a what a way to uh, lose my home game cherry. It was absolutely. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. The whole the whole day was was fantastic. I mean, um, I arrived How did you to Hels- your day a little bit. What you, what you did? Well, I arrived to Helsinki on Thursday afternoon. Um, Met up with my friends straight away. Uh, one of my friends met me at the airport, and we we had a pint straight away. So that was that was a good way to start, and uh, that that was the theme. The theme continued. So um, yeah, met up with the Uvascular boys later in the evening. Had a few pints. We didn't go didn't go crazy because most of us wanted to keep a, a clear head for the Friday. And then when we woke up on when we woke up on Friday, the the whole city was just full of anticipation excitement there was a little bit of nervousness and as as the day the morning turned into afternoon more and more people were finishing work early or you know getting out of their office as soon as they could and more people making their way to the the city center for the meeting points um and it it was just the excitement was building and building and building it was like mark said it was like nothing Oh yeah, I've been I've been to the FA Cup final with West Ham. I've been to playoff finals, but this was really, you know, this was really something else. It was the, what, what What did you do to pass the, pass your time during that day? Drinking mostly. Oh, 
no, we we went for a spot of lunch. We went for a spot of lunch with the with the lads, you know, just to um, yeah. So we weren't straight in the pub, and then um, yeah, we had a we 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 went from we walked from Calio, which is where the guys were staying, to um, we walked through walked through up past uh, up past Lindsay and and to one of the one of the parks up there. Met up with everybody else, and then we made our way down to. Um, down to uh, the central area to meet up with all the uh, SMU core guys and had a few had a few more pints. I met Mark in the pub, so that was great. So the um, first time you guys have met face to face. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So that was yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that we was. Got, uh, we got close in talent, but then something. Just yeah. <laughs> yes, it's, something went a bit wrong. But no, yeah. it was um, it was brilliant. Met met up with Mark in the pub and um, yeah, introduced him to a couple of my friends and uh, we had we had a couple of pints in there. And then before you knew it, it was time for the march to start. So we we just we went down to the to the square to the meeting place in, um, and and uh, yeah, I think it took took us maybe um, what was it over an hour to to, to hour march, hour yeah, hour and a half or something to to march <laughs> to the stadium. There was fireworks, bangers, flares, you name it. It was all going off. There was choreographed singing and chanting from the guys. It was it was just it was unbelievable. Were you both marching together, or no? Mark, Mark disappeared no. by then. It it um it gone off. So, uh, but it, when you say where we marched, everybody was marching together, Mark. It was like one, you know, why there was people faces you knew everywhere. It was um it was it was excellent, and um yeah, I have to say one of the one of the well, if not the best pre-match atmosphere I've ever been in my in my life. The you know the the there was a little bit of tension, but it was mostly. It was mostly confident excitement, you know. It was like it was uh, it was tinged with the um, the uh, the regular Finnish feeling of maybe we still could screw this up yeah. somehow. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was so good. We so we made our way to the ground. I think in I feel sorry for the people who who didn't who weren't able to get tickets. I mean, obviously, if the Olympic Stadium had been ready, they would have sold that out. So. Mm. You know, but but something about it being in the Tellier and that that smaller that smaller stadium close to the pitch, it just added to the atmosphere for me. You know, and and yeah. the atmosphere was ama- amazing. I I was watching, <laughs> so so I, I couldn't have been much further away uh, from the game. I was on a on a work trip in Valencia, watching the game on my laptop while connected to my to my phone <laughs> internet connection, <laughs> roaming roaming, and I thought, well. I don't really want a huge bill, but they, they promise it's not so expensive nowadays, and I can't miss this one. Um, so I, I was proud. With your track record with technology as well, that was a dodgy <laughs> thing to have to do. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, what we were talking about before the show. Um, so, but it sounded, it sounded amazing. I missed, I missed a little bit before the game, but then got there after a couple of minutes in, in and, and heard everything. Um, Mark? Yeah, there's one thing I wanted to say actually before about the pre-match stuff because whenever they get it wrong, we always we always pound them a lot. And I think one thing that we should point out is for the march, uh, for the way there, for the fan control, the stewards, the the police, uh, everything else around the organisation and the the like the the game stuff, that was all brilliant. It was all, all spot on. It, it was all spot on. Yeah, they were all in a good mood. Everybody was. Everybody was. Uh, there was not nothing too heavy, heavy-handed. Nothing too. Nothing too hairy. Um, so that the game management from the um, officials and the organisers also, it was it was just enjoyable. Like we were all 
Yeah, we were all having a laugh. So, so it was, kudos to Paler League, though, and uh, for for once. Yeah, and and you know the the police as well. The the cars that were being stopped in the traffic and the buses, everybody was just sort of banging on the windows and tooting their horns. It was like the whole country was pulling in the same direction. It's a, it was absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, we got. Obviously, you know, everybody converged onto the stadium more or less at the, at the same time for the, well, for the Pajos um, Cara section anyway. And the getting in the ground was no problem. I didn't have any problems getting in. The, all that went smoothly, took up our positions and, um, yeah, it went from there. Just have to say as well, the um, I don't know if you guys managed to catch it on the telly or have you seen the pictures since, but the, um, the TIFO went off brilliant as well. You know, yeah. some some of the guys had spent almost two weeks putting that to well, more than that planning, obviously, but the actual creation of that the creation of that thing took like, you know, a, a good two weeks of solid effort. So um Were you under it, Pekka? I was, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, so Mark, it was, you you weren't. What did it look like? Uh it, yeah, it was the <laughs> uh, it was the Hawkeye, right? Was that the one? Big, no, it, it was the the big saw me, yeah, and then down the front, yeah, and then down the front it said I can make an tulaton. So it was uh, it was excellent. It was uh, it was yeah, it was, and it covered the whole it covered the whole stand. It was like unbelievable, and um, yeah, we managed to keep it keep it up there for a good sort of five or six minutes before um, before people started trying to make holes in it to see what was going on on the pitch, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so so big thanks to those guys who put all the effort in to organise that as well. It was um, honestly absolutely brilliant. And and that that, that slogan translates as "Our time has come." Yep. Yeah. Go, on, Mark. Did you then did you then get to see uh, Burusori's disallowed goal? Because that was yeah 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 so yeah 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 so the the tifo came down just before kickoff and um, and yeah so we 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 was we was we were there for the, the disallowed goal and. Um, Obviously, when that went in, everyone thought, "Here we go!" But, uh, yeah. but yeah, ruled out. Ruled, it was offside, wasn't it? In the end, it was. Yeah, Yasser yeah, yeah. Tom Tormier was offside. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. Then uh, I got to say, then a little bit of nerve started to creep into some of some of the guys around us, you know. But but as Mark said, the um, the, the singing and the capos did their did their job, keeping everybody keeping everybody singing, and um, yeah, it was just it just went. The atmosphere just built and built and built, and then. Well, what what time was it we scored the first goal? Was it, um, crikey, 20 or something? I, I yeah, about 17, 18, say 17, 18 minutes, I think it was yeah. something like that. It so, and it, every, everybody just went bananas up at that point and started to relax a little bit, you know? Mm. Yeah, the uh, the first goal was 20, 21 21 minutes. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And it, it did it did start, seem to calm down. What, did, what about the... the, the I, I, when I say calm down, I don't mean the atmosphere, but just the nerves. Yeah, the nerves. That's right. Settled mind. Um, what about the performance? Maybe, maybe Rich, you're you're there uh, at the moment. So, what 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 about how how is the performance compared to what we've seen in recent games? Um, well, I think in in this game because you know we know what Liechtenstein are going to turn up. It's damage control. They had two points from eight games before that, and I guess mm. you know from Finland's point of view, they could spend the whole whatever four or five days beforehand preparing to break down a team with 11 men behind the ball so you know it was no surprise to them that there was essentially a Liechtenstein bus in front of the goal um, but they didn't panic and I think that's quite easy to do in that situation where 
you know, a couple of chances go wide or a couple, you the nerves start getting into the players. But it shows what the preparation was like beforehand that they were able to sort of just think, right, you know, we just need to keep doing what we're doing. We've got the players who can break through, there's pace. Um, and ultimately, that's that's what did it. Um, you know, everything in the build-up, you know, there were the words starting to creep in, you know, Tamu Puki promised that we'd win. Hadetsky was saying, I'll have a beer in my hand by nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Tim Sparv, I suppose, in his role as captain, has had to be a bit more level-headed. But, you know, we, we saw, you know, as... I mean, Lichtenstein had a couple of chances throughout the game, particularly in the first half. But um, mm. but mainly it was that clearly that preparation that they had. You can imagine on the training pitch, they'd loaded you know, everyone else in the squad playing attack v defence. Um, and it showed because you know they, they didn't panic. They got the reasonably early goal helped. I mean, if it had got to half-time at 0-0, things would have been very different. But I think, um, yeah, it, you could see that on the pitch and the way the play set up. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it, to see Finland playing against a, a formation of five-five-zero quite quite a lot of the time. When when let's say three years ago, that's kind of the formation they were playing almost for, them, for themselves. Um, some of the some of the football, some of the the one and two touch football, and it's not the first time I've said that. It's been like that for a year or so. You just sit there watching it, thinking, "This is Finland." Yeah, this it's is. Pass and move was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So no, no. Carry on, Rich. Well, I think that the advantage of the Nations League, and obviously Finland got promoted from their group, but it encourages teams playing against a similarish level. And and part of the idea of the, the bottom league is that teams play against other teams, so they don't set up deliberately to play ten behind the ball. They actually, you know, spend some time. Even Liechtenstein, Andorra, Luxembourg will have an opportunity to play out a little bit more and I think yeah. Finland is so it's not that often in qualifiers that Finland are the better or certainly the, the significantly better team um, mm. and I think the fact that they've had that confidence of the last sort of year 18 months mm. has given that where they're not suddenly like oh god what do we do we're expected to win you know I mean they you know prior to that they don't they'd won five of their eight games you know and were the strong favourites to qualify so I think you know, there's a lot to be said about momentum. Yeah, I think, and at the same time though, as well, they've got like we've we've got now like three, four, five players who really like being on the ball, like like uh, Glenn Kamara and Purusori, and uh, like Temu himself. They, Glenn Kamara, he just he was walking he was walking about the pitch, and they couldn't lay a, they couldn't lay a glove on him. He was he was just fabulous again at like holding the ball. Uh, making space, feeding it, feeding it through, and connecting the play. I thought he was amazing, and and Sorry as well. Like, uh, you know, he, he he can be a little bit hit and miss, and a little bit lightweight sometimes. But when he gets the ball at his feet, and and he gets the sort of a right stride on, he's unbelievably quick, and he, you can tell he sort of really enjoys running at players. And that's that's the sort of that kind of the momentum's good. The comp- competitive experience from the Nations League was. Is also well timed, but but we've also got a, a, a bunch of younger guys coming through now that really seem to like playing football, <laughs> which which helps no end. Yeah, and 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 it was it was Suarez running, wasn't it, that that won the penalty for the second goal? Yeah, the t- that how he did. I was uh, I was about I was in the stand like just just next to where he where he picked the ball up, 
um, on, on the belt level with the 18 yard box. And uh, it was a looping sort of looping bounce ball. It was an awkward one to control. Um, but he managed to control it, I think sort of flick it around and then make the, make the guy before burning past him. And this poor uh, Lichtenstein defender, he didn't have a clue. He had absolutely no idea where Sorry was. Like, he'd just gone. he just totally lost him. Um, yeah, and, uh, and, then you, and then went through the back of him just purely out of frustration because it was his last chance. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a hell of a turn. Oh, he's talking speed really quick. He looked bamboozled because the look on his face afterwards was like, kind of like, what just happened? Mm. Yeah, yeah, the, the guy's the guy's absolutely magic. We were we were a bit like that down the other end because we were we were at the opposite end from the penalty kick, so we weren't quite sure what had happened. First of all, we thought the ref had given a free kick, and then obviously after the couple of seconds of them sorting out sorting out what was going on, saw it uh, placed on the spot, and then. You know, everyone was like, "Whoa, here we go!" And uh, yeah, once uh, once the goat stepped up, there wasn't there wasn't any doubt really. Um, but that was and that was in the in the sixty third minute. Buki got the penalty and uh, and it was two nil. Yeah, uh, and the, then the he... half an hour after that was pretty much party time. You know, it was just uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the whole stadium. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he finished it off with a with a third. Um, what, what time did that come, Mark? 75 yeah so 75 so and that that um so that 15 20 minute wait for the uh for the inevitable pitch invasion was quite a long time actually because um you know three three nil up that goal went in everyone's like right this is it we know it's there i'm i'm not joking there was there were and i'm not ashamed to say there were grown men in there in tears you know just like people everyone around everyone around just couldn't believe it this is really happening we're we're We've done it, and so uh, yeah, those next fifteen or twenty minutes sort of seem to take an age. But once the uh, once the once the old ref put the whistle to the lips and blew up, you obviously all see uh, see what happened next. You know, like a tidal wave of uh, of fins coming down from from the stands on all all sides of the pitch, and this it, mass it mass amazing. congregation in the middle of the field. <coughs> So it was it's funny. Yeah. I think a lot of people are expecting the UEFA charge, but I don't think they're getting anything. They did all the, um, they dished all the disciplinary stuff out for the round of games yesterday, and Finland weren't on it. So yeah, did you see? Hmm. Did you see that dodgy Twitter thing going around saying um, UEFA charge Finland for uh, what was it? Violent pitch invasion. It had the pictures of the two kids in their Harleys <laughs> waving flags. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, it. It wasn't, you know. Obviously, it, it wasn't. It wasn't. What, what can you say? There, it, there wasn't any ill. I feel stupid even saying it. It was all just. A, it was just a party. And once, once yeah. the um, once the first few had made it onto the pitch. Again, as Mark said, you know, kudos to the to the um, stewards. They just opened the gates, so people didn't have to jump over anymore. They were just streaming through the gates. You know, yeah, but they, so, were, they formed a they formed a barrier, didn't they? So the they did. Were, yeah, and the TV, the crews, and everything were behind this That's barrier. Right. But because we're in Finland, everyone was celebrating on the pitch, but no one was trying to get through that barrier. It was all quite very respectful and excited right. and passionate. It was amazing. So, yeah, it was just a, it, it was just a party in the middle. It was just a, it was just yeah. a, it just jumping up and down. And, oh. and then the, the fireworks started to go off from outside the ground, you know, and. Um, yeah, it was uh, for the first few minutes that the, the players sort of didn't know didn't know what what had hit them. They were just they they were 
you know, obviously they'd put everything out on the pitch and some of them were just standing there. Some of them were were just hugging everybody and it was it was great. It was when they made their way back towards the tunnel that the stewards sort of formed the formed the defensive ring around them so that uh, so that they could uh, crack on with their media duties and such like. But they um yeah they they but the players were they were they were great. They 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 popped back in and then came back out and had a bit of a sing song with with everybody. It was it was really amazing. Okay, okay. What on earth were you doing to Finland captain Tim Sparb's leg? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was all a bit of a blur, really. But somehow, um, just, well, there's evidence, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, photographic evidence. Just went over to give him a cuddle, and um, yeah, he ended up on our shoulders somehow. So, um, well, not quite on our shoulders. Sort of oysted him. He's a big lad, so yeah, sort of <laughs> oysted, oysted him up a bit. And um, as you can see, yeah, he's uh, he's sort of uh, yeah. His, his legs wrapped around, wrapped around my neck. I don't know if that's quite where he wants to be. But. I think, I, I think that's the, a hell of a celebration. Your, the exact look on your face at that time is, Phew, he's heavier than he looks. Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, I didn't try and lift him on my own. There were other people involved. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was excellent. It was excellent. Just while we're on it, did you see, um, who was it? Was it Pirinen? Did you see the video of Pirinen at, at the final whistle where he seems uh, to yeah, be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. funny. He seems to be saying like, um, "No, no, get back, get back," and, and then the next thing you see is just him cuddling one of the fans. You know, like, "Yeah, get back, okay, yeah, no problem." <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it, it, you know, it was amazing. And then um, obviously we partied long into the night after that. Yeah, you, you, and seemingly the entire Finland squad, because there was a a message from. From Tim Sparb a, a day or two ago, saying that that for the for the, the following game, which is on the Monday after the Friday, yeah, away to Greece, hungover. They hadn't they hadn't had the best preparation? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it so certainly nice. looked like that from watching the game as well. So, I I was a I was a bit oh, obviously a bit disappointed they lost. So uh, you know, but but uh, Mark, you you wrote an article like previewing the game on Monday and. You said that if Finland win, then they would be seeded thir- in the third pot of seeds for the for the Euros next year, rather than in the fourth pot. So it kind of mattered. So I I was I sat down to watch it, thinking, right, this game matters. They'll have a pretty strong team. I think you thought the same thing, and mm, yeah, and they'll they'll really try and win this. And well, none of those things happened. It was a it was a much changed team. Um, weren't really in the game, a bit sloppy. I, I mean, they, they, you're right, Keke, they've kind of played like I used to play on a Sunday morning after a night out on the source, to be honest. Um, and, you know, lost the game 2-1. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was a surprising selection, wasn't it, really? But I just, I just honestly think, in a similar way to a lot of my friends who, who, who went down to Greece as well, like the team hadn't hadn't even been to bed yet before they got on their flight. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I honestly, that's got it's got to be the truth, you know. And Sparv was honest enough to say, in a roundabout sort of way, we haven't had the best preparation. We've we've been on the piss for two days. So, um, so yeah, but it 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 started brightly enough. It, it, yeah, it was all right. And I mean, I think the the other thing is that, I mean, I don't know if we've got lucky or if there was a big grand plan, but the, the difference between part three and part four looks to be that we're now going to end up in a group that's got Russia, Belgium and Denmark. 
as opposed to a group that could have Italy, France, and Sweden. You know what I mean? And they, they the, could the, still the, have that group. They can, oh, we can still get into that group. Yeah, so they because Wales won, won. because won. Wales qualified. So Finland will go in either the Copenhagen St. Petersburg group or now or because Wales group. won, they can go Rome, into the Baku, Baku group. Ooh, that's scary. So and it that's has scary. to be one of those two groups because the other groups will have a playoff winner in them in pot four. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, I thought all these messages between you guys are mate like like starting maybe as soon as the game finished or even earlier, and I was just like, Oh, it makes my brain ache. There's so many permutations. Let's just let the, the qualifiers be finished and then we'll see what goes on. So when when is the when are the groups kind of decided for the for the Euros? Um, so they're going to the playoff playoff draw to, on Friday this week, okay. and then the finals draw will be on Saturday the thirtieth. Yeah. Um, okay. And they've said that they may, depending on who wins the playoffs, there might need to be a second draw in April. I think after the playoffs, but it's unlikely. But yeah, we'll we'll know exactly which group Finland are in uh, next week, and we know that they won't be playing a playoff team, so those groups will be set. Right. Okay. Okay. Why, why, why is that not playing a playoff team? Um, well, the playoff teams will all be in pot four with Wales and Finland. Oh, I see. So okay. they have to be... So Wales and Finland can only go into one of two groups. Um, and it's all to do with who's host, because there's 12 different hosts. Yeah, um, yeah. Certain Some geopolitical stuff as well. Yeah. So Ukraine yeah. can't play Russia, for example, because there's a minor skirmish. So... Um, <laughs> So we already know that in Group B, we already know three of the four teams, yeah. for example. So, yeah, okay. So, uh, just this because it's this odd way the tournament's being set up. Yeah, it would be good, really, wouldn't it? In in future, if they went back to a format of it being hosted in one. Yeah, oh, the next one yeah, hosted yeah, in Germany. It's, it's absolutely, yeah. So Germany um, have got the next one in in four. Well, four oh right, okay. <laughs> Let's say we qualify for that one then. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why some... not? Why not build on this now? Exactly. But interestingly, with this like sort of geopolitical, you can't play him and he can't play you stuff, if they're drawn in the knockout, they just say, oh, forget that now, get on with yeah. it. So, so mm. you know, let's be honest, why don't you just make it from the start? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've, got to, you've got to remember how many guys at UEFA have a job because of this complex system. Ah, <laughs> gotcha. I'm amazed this bald FIFA guy has gone to... Uh, well, bald UEFA guy is now bald FIFA guy. That uh, I'm amazed they managed to keep it going. But yeah, we know, and, right? and um, we we've gone off we've gone off that topic pretty quickly. But anything else to say about the game with Greece on Monday? Yorinum uh, <laughs> played well. Yeah, Yorinum did play well. Yeah. yeah. So yes, Yorinum is the replacement goalkeeper or, yep. or reserve goalkeeper. Yeah. I also yeah, thought yeah. the Vizelins played well, the centre-backs. I thought Leo and Sauli Vizelin also had a, had a decent game. They didn't have much support from the uh, midfield or, or from the full-backs, but I thought they did all right in the middle. Yeah, am I, and, and also, i tell you who, who kind of caught my eye. Um, and I think it was on Monday rather than, rather than in the game on, on Friday when he came on as a sub, but Yoni Galko. He, he played really well. He played really well against Greece. Had some yeah. really silky touches. Tried to. He was full of running, you know. And he re, he really he really tried to make a difference because he's tall and and big strong. and like, shaped really and, and he he looks like that midfield kind of bruiser. 
And, yeah. and when I've seen him play for the national team before, he's come on more in a midfield position, but he seems to be playing further up on, and on Monday. He's, he's absolutely mental, so I don't think anyone really wants to go near him, you know? He's, he's, <laughs> he's, got, he's got that look about him as well. He, he has that look about him, yeah, that's, that's true enough. So, um, positive, no, he played well. Yeah, he did, he did play well, yeah. And, and so positives, even if the result was, was not what we might have, uh, might have hoped for. I think with Mark was right, though, to, um, to mention the Weissenens because uh, I think Leo ended up getting the uh, Man of the Match award. Mm, yeah. mm. And he's, what is he, 20, 22, 23? Yeah, he's a younger one, isn't he? Yeah, so. Yeah, play, playing yeah. Where? 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 Which club is he playing at? Oh, uh, Den, Den Holland in Holland, is he? Okay, Den Bosch, is it Den Bosch? One, one Den something. Yeah. One of the Dennises, anyway. Yeah, Dennis Waterman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, I reckon we might have summarised those two games. We got some real, real passion. Beautiful to hear you guys just reminiscing on the bits that you can remember. And, and well done, Keke. There's a lot more than you've managed in certain, no. certain uh, issues in the past. So yeah, we're, we're... It, 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 this, this was a... I had a lot clearer mind for this than I did for Estonia away. So I'm, yeah, that's the one. I'm, I'm yeah. pleased for that. You know, <laughs> I, was, I, 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 I shall honestly cherish these memories forever. And, and of course, we're in the we're in the kind of the closed season here in Finland at the moment. I think the the, the clubs are probably coming back for training in December. Most most the, the the Finnish national team players are all overseas, so they'll be they'll they'll be continuing to play. But the national team now, am I right, Mark, in thinking the next games are the the desert friendlies in January? Mm. Yeah, they usually set up the they'll they'll be going. I would imagine to Doha. This uh, this 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 time rather than Abu Dhabi, um, but I and, I and I think the the squad will be announced for that. It's usually announced after Independence Day, so it'll be about the tenth of December, something like that, when they'll announce the squad and hopefully the opponents. And with a, with a bit of luck, we can get somebody that's not like the Sweden B team, but we can get like Morocco or, or Oman or somebody like that, someone someone with a decent. You know, these games have been a challenge to watch in the yeah. past. I mean, I mean, not not like you're able to watch them, but it's been really hard work doing so. Yeah, um, some of them. It's, it's it's tough. It's well, what is it? it's well, it, 35, 35, 30, 35 degrees is normally the, the it's, average. It's good preparation for the next World Cup. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> that's true. Do you think? Oh, do you no, think, Mark, that the um, the squad will be will have a different look to it for those friendlies or? They usually do, yeah. They usually take the off-season winter league players, so the, the, yeah. Vegas, the Vegas Liga guys will go, with the exception of, I'd imagine Rico Riski, who who protested last time. Um, uh, yeah, so they'll have they'll, they should have a fairly different different look about them, which is actually yeah. not a bad thing because there's a couple of guys that you'd like to take a look at. Although I'm, I, it, it, you know who I'd, I'd like really like to see Marcus Force get called up and yeah. uh, and yeah. and Oni Carry. They're two young forwards that I think have got. They've been scoring goals to like at the league level, so I think Valakari is is a good shout. I mean, plus it's Norway, so that shouldn't be too difficult. Force, on the other hand, I mean, he withdrew from the under twenty one squad for the last round just so that he could stay at Wimbledon and and carry on, didn't he? And, and he made him get a lot of friends. Why well, would he Wimbledon. want to stay at Wimbledon? I eh? come on now. <laughs> <let's say nicely. laughs> um, well, he did, did him a lot of good actually because he, he's in a bit of a dry run at the moment. But he scored I think seven goals in five games in October and got the uh, the the League One Player of the uh, of the Month award. Um, so 
and he wasn't allowed to play in the FA Cup in case he was cupped, or because he would have been cup tied. So there's speculation that he's heading back to Brentford in January, or possibly to a better club than Wimbledon for the for the second half of the season. Um, but he he will be. Uh, you know, if he if he gets on another little run and bangs in a few more goals, he'll be one of those players that will never be forgotten down in uh, down in Southwest London. That's for sure. Mm. Um, and and, and I, one one thing I saw a, a really little bit of Only Valakari uh, when he was in uh, Asik or a couple of years ago before his <laughs> before his dad through uh, sort of separated from the club and and all the all the Valakari. Uh, offspring kind of left with him, um, and I, he looked he looked lively. I, I like the look of him, and I thought he might be one to to get some goals in Vakehouse League, and he's gone on elsewhere and done that. Um, I will I will give credit to uh, to Julian, friend of the show, Julian, I think who it was, who came up, who said that we should sing a sing that his song should be sung, his name should be sung. To the tune of "I Should Be So Lucky" by Kylie Minogue, <laughs> and when you when you think about it, it actually yeah. it actually scans as well. But I think we never actually got to sing it. Unfortunately, That's... he was off. Maybe we'll sing it in the Euros. Hey, yeah, why not? G- it could get a, a reprise. Um, anything to do with Kylie, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. I think on that bombshell, <laughs> we've we've reached half we've reached half time, and. Mark, do we have Yasil Lasipuli for this week? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, I did ask you before, but I didn't get an answer, so I can't lead you. Let's go. Let's just take an easy one. Um, uh, top party. We can do top party. Top party. Top. Yeah, top party is like uh, a centre back, like a big. It's, I think it's, it's sort of like finished for. I think it's finished for like like stopper. Yeah, uh, and it's 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 slang for a, for a kind of a big hulky centre back. Oh no, wait, revolution, revolution, Reva, revolution. Okay, that's a, yeah, that's the a good one. That we just went through. Top two for two for the price of one. So you need well, to explain this revolution. I've asked you this before about where does he, where does Marco Canerva get his name, his nickname from? So maybe you can yeah. just explain it again. Uh, yeah, so the Rive thing is is from Rivelino, his favourite Brazilian player, uh, which I got wrong last time. <laughs> last okay. time I tried to explain it, um, but the, I think Brazil came to play in the in the in Finland in the eighties, and when they did, uh, it kind of uh, like was just like uh, the massive fan of uh, Rivelino, the Brazilian, and so he took his like a uh, nickname from there. And the Revolution is is. When Rive took over, played four four two. You remember back in he took over straight from Bakit, and we were like dead on our feet. And mm. at the end of that qualification period, we won like four games. We went away to Greece and won. Yeah, I think that we won at home to Hungary. Then we won. I think it, we beat some some minnow. I can't exactly remember. And then we went away and drew in Romania. And if we'd have won in Romania, um, we lost like that was we, we we drew with like a ninetieth ninety second minute equalizer or something like that. Um, and if we'd have won that one, we'd have had a shot at qualifying back in 2000 and was it 18? Must have been 18. Yeah, it was 18. Was it, yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. So that's and that's when I think I think that's when everybody sort of took took note and thought that that Canara came in. We'd been playing that sort of six four zero under back if for God knows how long. And Canara came in and we just played like a nice quick four four two that looked a bit like Leicester City's Yolle and Puki up front, and we thought. 
oh, this could actually work. And then from then, I think it was about 2018 that we called the, the, the revolution after he got the job permanently. And now it's done. Very, very good. Very, very, thinking on your feet. Good job. Well done. Um, let's start the second half. Let's have a little bit of a recap on Vakehouse Liga and where we're, where we're at um, till now. Um, we had the we had the two halves of the, the league, the Champions Series and the Challenger Series. The Champions Series and the, the Bakehouse Liga title was won by Coops. Yes. They won the final game of the season 2-0, which was effectively oh. like a winner-take-all playoff away to second place FC Inter. And so they won the league by five points. We have a vested interest among the Finnish football show. Rich, you are a Coops fan. Yeah, well... Um Hane, Mrs. ETS, is um, she's from Corpia, so and uh, the was one of the first things we did when the first time I went to Finland back in two thousand and eight was uh, went to see Cups lose gloriously at home to Honka, and um, yeah, and since since there it was um, I've never actually seen Cups win at home, so um, it's one of those weird sort of vagaries. I've actually seen them win away, but not at home, but. Um, yeah, to um, it was the first championship in was it forty three years, so nineteen seventy six was the last time they'd won it, and um, yeah, they could, they could have won it the week before, but they went to Inter and did a we could say a professional job, a sort of two two nil away, was it two nil or three nil, can't remember, two uh, two nil, <laughs> and um, yeah, they um, they turned up in style and. In true Finnish football tradition, their manager has left. Uh, a handful of their players have left. Uh, they'll be heading into the Champions League next season with a new manager. So they've recruited, and I'll bugger if I can remember his name, uh, a Norwegian manager who won the title with, I believe it was Lillstrom a couple of times in the 80s. And he's got um, an assistant who's come from ROPS, um, sort of reserves. Uh, sort of grooming him for the top job in in a year or two's time, but um, yeah, Champions League for Coops in in the in July. Um, hopefully, the if Coops are drawn at home in the first leg, that'll be on Hanny's birthday, and we're planning on being there for that. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed. That'd be a nice birthday treat for her. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Where's and the uh, where's the manager gone then, Rich? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, where could he go? Where, where's got money? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he, he used to play for. It wasn't Asiko at the time. It was uh, Tepe Seniyoki back in the late nineties, I think it was. <laughs> so there, there is a link there, and I think his wife's from Seniyoki as well. But um, I, I will just pretend it's to do with dollar signs. Yeah. I, actually, I, I was. I, I went. So when he when he joined Honkavara, um, there was a um, like a, a meet the Cloppet event, which was held in the in the. Um, press the media room that me and Mark were goofing around in last summer and there was about I guess about 26 28 sort of the supporters in there um, all the seats taken and and uh, the latecomers had to stand at the back and it was a very relaxed it was in Finnish so very relaxed and you know I, I didn't I didn't I didn't follow everything that was said but um, he explained that he his wife grew up in that direction, about one kilometre from the stadium, and he grew up in that direction, about two kilometres from the stadium. So he's he's coming home, and and also explained that he had been um, working in Kuopio 
but the family were based in Helsinki, and that's quite a, a schlep. Okay, you can fly, but even so, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a quite four, a, quite a four and a half hour drive. We we do it every time we're over. Um, so yeah, let's let's say that this is completely just a a, a marriage of Money. you know prodigal son coming home. <laughs> I don't even know if he's being paid, Rich, to be honest with you. I think he's doing it for love. Yeah, probably. That was, uh, so, wasn't that Eremenko's uh, excuse? <laughs> <laughs> where does that, um, what does that second place finish do for Interturku then? Where, where are they going next um, year? So they go to the Europa League. Straight um, in or quali- they're obviously qualifying yeah, rounds. Yeah, all the, so there's three Finnish teams going into the Europa League. They all go into the first qualifying round. Yep. So you've got into a second place. Uh, Ilves, who won the cup, and yep. Honka, who won the ridiculously convoluted playoff. Second, yeah, yeah. So they came third and won the playoff as though they'd gone straight through anyway. So, um, I mean, the playoff it was worth having for the sake of giving the season something at the end, um, and and for the return of Matt Candy, like yeah, yeah. the legend. <laughs> But I have to say, like that, um, obviously that that championship going down to the last game, it was it was, you know, something we're not really used to, is it in in Finland? Do you know what I mean? It was uh, kept mm. it exciting right to the last minute and uh, really really a welcome welcome change, really. Yeah, because the last couple of times Hoyko haven't won it, um, Asikorn, IFK Malihem, they won it Sony on the last up, day, yeah. but it was it wasn't a, a sort of a playoff essentially at least this game was yeah. first against second it was that sort of I would say Anfield 89 sort of thing but it was but, um, yeah. you know winner yeah. takes it all could and, have gone either way and it, oh, was, no. because it was essentially it was a playoff for the Champions League and I think um, the yeah. Vegas League were, were billing it as you know the, the biggest money one-off game that they've ever had because I think they were saying that you know as a result of winning Cups will probably get about a million euros mm-hmm. from both Prize wow. money and Europe, uh, Champions League. Nice. So um, yeah, for them, obviously the, the amount of money Ari Latti's put in over the over the years, um, it's a, a little bit of a return for them. But it's um, yeah, they, they'll need a, a bit of that to, to strengthen over the winter. Yeah, you so, you were right about the the, the convoluted playoff. So um, that was weird. If I if I understand correctly, Hoyiko um, Helsinki. Uh, played Lafti, it was 2-2 and Hoyiko won 4-1 on penalties um, Maria Ham against Hifki Helsinki was 0-0 and Maria Ham won 4-2 on penalties so then Hoyiko and, and Maria Ham played each other Maria Ham won 2-1 and that was that was then kind of like like it was a, it was a one-off semi-final to go into the final final um, and was that two-legged? Was it just straight yeah, two-legs? Two legs. Yeah, yeah. two-legs, yeah. So that was Maryham playing against Honka, being, Honka being the third-place team. And Honka won both games, 2-1 away and 1-0 at home. So that's, the, that, that's convoluted. But then I guess, you know, it's better than, than OK, we, if, if we'd had a procession at the top of the table like we have in the past, at least it keeps the next seven or eight teams interested well essentially you've got the two two teams came from the the challenger or the relegation group didn't they yeah. um so at least you know because otherwise and I, I think there's the problem with scotland or it was anyway where you know essentially it's just there's nothing to play for but no the whole thing's a dead rubber 
yeah, yeah. But at least this team and, and because Ilves had already won the cup so because normally it would have just been Hifke but because Ilves had won the cup their place went to Lati so you actually had two teams from that group playing against the two teams above them so yeah I mean it's essentially you know and again on that last game of the season there were points to play for yeah, yeah it's, it's weird I think oh, weird it's 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 not weird, it's unusual and it's a bit different and it was the first year for doing it so everyone was just scratching their heads at different stages and I'm sure there were some people like they were on Monday with the, uh, with the, Europa, uh, with the Euro draw trying to predict what might happen but, but essentially play your first 22 games then the league splits play the next five games and try and finish as high up in your, your, part, your series as you, as you possibly can and uh, yeah. it kept everything going right to the end I think, I think even with the season that, that Asik or Senioki had um, with two games to go, there was still a possibility of them being in one of those two playoff places, which seems bizarre after that after that season. But still, it, there was something to to cheer for. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think as well. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, I was. I was. The only thing I was going to say is that at least here as well, a lot of the games towards the end of that season, towards the playoffs, and then the playoffs themselves were televised. So mm. there, was a, there was a couple that got themselves on Saturday afternoon telly, which is pretty good for families and for building the culture. And it, it also got like there was it got some news coverage. It wasn't like it's never your main headline or anything, but it did get like Finnish journals, you know, uh, sending out more articles and getting more coverage going. So anything that sort of develops interest like that, it's always it's, it's a good thing, I reckon. On that on that point, um, in the past we've watched the the Finnish national team games on the on like uh, Viasat or this Via Free online service. But the last two games were on, also on Nelonen or the Rutu online service. W- was that just for these games or have they always been on there as well? It's just for these two. Just, okay. just for these two that they picked them up. Yeah, and I, and I think as well, I'm not exactly sure, but I think I think the Ule have, have already announced that they've got the, they'll have the rights and the deals for the Finland games during the tournament. Which I thought was a bit cheeky because because well, I think they, they usually pay, get the rights for the or first dibs on the on the international tournaments, but it's a bit cheeky because they ditched the hookah at like two years ago, so naughty naughty. Yeah, although yeah, well, I, but I suppose if they have the if they have the tournament, and they and I think they do a good job with the with the tournament in in previous yeah, no, yeah, Ula do good. It's it's good tournament coverage and they're fun at all, but it's still. And and maybe we should just round off the the, the Vakehouse Liga section by by saying about the um, top scorers. So he, he kind of led the way most of the season. Filip uh, Valencic at Inter played twenty seven games. Although actually, well, yeah, played twenty seven games, um, scored sixteen goals. Uh, was was well ahead of. Uh, of anyone else, uh, the next the next highest scorers both had uh, both had twelve goals. Um, Lauri Ala Mulamaki from Ilves and Boris Martin Gonzalez uh, from FC Honka. So good good work, Valencic. And uh, let's see if he gets sold sold to Glasgow Rangers when they sell on Alfredo Morelos <laughs> because Morelos is on his way. He's he's scored about a hundred goals already since August and, uh, and and no red cards yet. So. It looks like Steven Gerrard has done some work on Morelos and uh, turning him into a player, and and they could lose him and Glenn Kamara 
next summer if the uh, if the rumours are anything to go by. Well, Morelos got his first Colombia cap this week, um, ah, and I'm assuming Hoy caught. Oh, did he? Yep, scored oh, the wow. winner in the 90th minute. Okay. <laughs> But um, I'm assuming Hoyko have a clause in that because I, th- I think they have a 10% sell-on for him going to Rangers. So they'll get 10% mm. of any fee for him. And I mean, bear in mind the numbers they're talking are sort of 25, 30 million. Yeah. Um, and then I I imagine there'd be some sort of international cap thing mm. in there as well for, and goal. They're, um, he, he's putting down his, uh, his change in attitude or behaviour down to Jermaine Defoe, to, to, uh, I've, I've read. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So you know, a bit of a mature, mature head striker coming in, and um, yeah, he seems seems to have done the trip. But if if, if he does get sold on it, it'd be a nice little payday for uh, for Hoyiko. Yeah, I'd pay the pay him for a couple of years, wouldn't it? Indeed. Yeah. Um, well, we've got we've got one one listener here to the show who whose profile goes by the name of Hozut. <laughs> which is trousers. Um, so, Hosard, if you're there, do you want to come on and say hi? Let's give a couple of minutes. You can click somewhere on the screen there. I can't see it, but somewhere to join the show. Do you want to come on and tell us if you're actually listening and why you, why you're listening and what's your what's your connection? While we're waiting to see if Hosard uh, joins us. Why don't we head into the injury time and our following feature? I'm going to hand this one over to you, Keke, because this was your suggestion this week. This is where we where we give our monthly nomination of someone that we know or like or follow on on Twitter or other social, but it's it's generally been Twitter so far. Yeah. So um, this uh, this week, this show, I'd like to nominate Aidan Williams. He's a um, sports writer. He, he writes for um, these football times, these footy times. He's uh, he's done a bit with the Guardian as well, and um, the and, and the Athletic, and he's been uh, he's been really championing Finnish football and um, and the hooky lately. So um, yeah, he uh, he got in, he got in touch with me uh, on Twitter. Um, said he was uh, a listener to the show. So um, hello, Aiden, and. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he's been he's he's written a couple of fantastic pieces about the build up to the uh, Liechtenstein game, and then and then the, uh, the the fallout from the the Liechtenstein game and the celebrations. So um, go ahead and give him a follow. His his Twitter handle is Yad. That's a Y A D underscore Williams. So um, yeah, at Yad <coughs> underscore Williams. So um, give him a follow and uh, and have a read of his stuff. It's excellent writing. And um, his latest article features me. So, uh, what, uh, <laughs> yeah. what, you didn't mention that James. earlier when you what, nominated him. What else do you need? You, oh, you knew that. You've read the article already, surely. But um, I've retweeted it about three hundred times. Uh, now, but honestly, e- excellent, excellent, excellent writing. So, um, give him a follow, please. Okay, and I'll, I'll when, when we when we publish this and, and share the show on social uh, media, I'll. I'll tag him as well, so he knows that we're we're waving waving Lovely. back to him. And, uh, um, and I, I reckon that's just about it. Holzwood has uh, has not called in, so we'll say thanks for listening, or thanks for logging in and then disappearing off to do something more interesting. Um, I'm not actually wearing any holes. I'm uh, I'm calcining me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Boy, hello, you mother. We don't need to know these kind of things. Um, uh, like oh, well, actually, we've got a message. We've got a message from Holzer. So he is still there. Um, it doesn't look like he wants to come on. That's okay. But he said, I followed Escape to Sue Me on Twitter for ages. That's pretty much it. So a bit of love there for for you, Rich, and Hi, I, I'm going to give I'm going to give uh, Holzard uh, a round of applause. Yeah. And, and Rich has given you a heart, so this is this is a, a wonderful romance. <laughs> yeah. um, and that is it for another episode of the uh, of the Finnish Football Show. Um, get over and check out the new website. We we're doing some work on it now to bring together a few different uh, different things we're all going to start making sure we're we're putting some stuff out on there more regularly um we're going to organize plan and get stuff out to you more often aren't we boys mm, oh blimey charlie and um and we're also going to work on on bringing the um bringing the podcast and the show notes which are, are currently on my website uh bringing those over to the uh Finnish football show site as well so keep keep your eyes open on there um you can find us and follow us also individually i, I gave the uh, the twitter handles earlier rich is at escape to swarmy mark is at fc swarmy rich is at no sorry keke is at keke Mulleri, and i am at explore finland um i'm more likely to be busy and active on the facebook Page, but you know, if you uh, if you tag me or message me, I'll uh, I'll see it eventually. So uh, you know, bear with me. Um, you'll find our archive of video shows on YouTube. You search for um, Finnish football show and find the old old videos on there. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast, hit subscribe, leave a review. Um, all of this will help us find a new and bigger audience, as will. <laughs> the, the Finnish national team actually performing on the pitch, which uh, can't do us any harm either. So, um, Mark, thanks for joining. Kiitos, kiitos paljon. Uh, Keke, thanks for joining. Kiitos. And Rich, thanks for joining. Thank you. This is Finnish Football Show 26 signing out. Yep, yep.